Since January 3rd, a new face engages with students around campus. Anthony James joins the UNC Chapel Hill community as the first director of DEIB, or Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging, for not just one, but two schools. He's filling the role for both the School of Education and the School of Information and Library Science. His focus is on belonging for often marginalized groups on campus. Other efforts of DEI supporters seems to have triggered a political backlash. Today on Carolina Cast, here's my report on his vision for creating a broader sense of belonging on campus and the pushback on these types of efforts. In his new office in the School of Education, Anthony James has the buoyant energy of someone excited to do big things. He leans in and smiles warmly as he explains his goals in this new role. What I want to do is I want to create a culture that's so strong that if you are not aligning with our purpose and our vision, you, you're going to stand out like a sore thumb. James holds a doctorate in education from the University of South Carolina. Before joining UNC, he was the Director of Minority Education and Outreach at the College of Charleston's School of Education. He explains he wants to help leaders across the campus incorporate the DEI ethos. Everything that they do, um, the people they hire, um, you know, the salaries they offer, um, the, the things they acknowledge, the things they reprimand, you know, all these things have a very significant impact on the culture because they send very clear messages about who is valued and who is not. His sense of purpose for the work is clear. Students are the most important piece of this puzzle. We need to make sure we create a psychologically safe environment and they need to feel like they belong because without them, we don't have jobs. Creating a psychologically safe environment is also the aim of several on-campus therapy groups provided by CAPS. The Counseling and Psychological Services groups support LGBT students and students of color. Aaron Scott, the Assistant Director for Multicultural Health at CAPS, said the groups provide vital support. We know um, that belonging is one of the core needs, a basic need that everyone has. Um, and when those needs aren't met, it does impact sort of how you show up, both in the academic realm, but also your social needs um, and your emotional wellness. She adds that inclusion is a shared responsibility. I think inclusion is not just the responsibility of either those who do this work professionally and or people who represent diverse identities. I think it is all of our responsibilities. Scott underscores the importance of allies in creating an inclusive environment. And I'm actually really excited that we're hearing from allies whose identities align with the majority population, but are still saying, this is important. I have friends. I care. I think that this is a value. Belonging, inclusion are values of mine. And even if I hold privileged identities, I want to advocate for those who don't. When asked what the secret to creating lasting change in a large institution is, James is blunt about it. Leadership really drives the culture. One such leader is Brian Sturm. He's the Associate Dean of Academics in the School of Information and Library Science, or SILS. 
Yes, Anthony James is, is going to be a huge addition to our school. Sturm explains how James will play a vital role in shaping DEI culture at SILS. We envision him helping us change academic culture, um, support students, support faculty, helping faculty, helping students understand our roles and our obligations and responsibilities to each other. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited that Anthony's here. Um, I think he's a, he's a really great addition for us. But campus DEI efforts are meeting opposition. The UNC System Board of Governors recently approved a policy to prevent the university from asking job applicants or prospective students to endorse statements of values. The policy was proposed after several UNC schools developed value statements concerning diversity. Law professor Eric Muller earlier referred to the proposal as a potential legal liability. This is a First Amendment lawsuit waiting to happen, and I think it would be very, very unwise for the university to bring that on itself. Last month, the North Carolina General Assembly's Joint Legislative Commission on Government Operations began an investigation into DEIA, the A stands for accessibility, training programs across all 17 UNC campuses. The letter reads that DEIA includes, but is not limited to, those subject matters which reference or discuss diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, racism, anti-racism, anti-racist, oppression, internalized oppression, systemic racism, sexism, gender, LGBTQ plus white supremacy, unconscious bias, bias, microaggressions, critical race theory, intersectionality, or social justice. Despite a clearly exhaustive attempt to capture the language of the DEI framework, the frequently used term belonging is missing. The letter set a March 28th deadline for UNC Systems Assistant Vice President of State Government Relations to produce the documents, descriptions, and costs requested, but no further response was found. There have also been other efforts to promote a more conservative, perhaps less inclusive agenda on campus. A brand new School of Civic Life and Leadership could be established at UNC Chapel Hill as a resolution was passed in January by the UNC Board of Trustees. The school's aims are somewhat nebulous in that it will foster skills and public discourse, which could be interpreted as an attempt to broaden right-wing political thought and activism on campus. One UNC PhD student and activist, Kylie Broderick, referred to the proposed institution as that right-wing school for right-wing thought. Jenna Robinson is president of the James G. Martin Center for Academic Renewal, a conservative think tank. I do think that that is a good step in order to make sure that no candidates for jobs or candidates for admission are asked to uh, present their political or ideological views and aren't going to be judged on those political and ideological views, yes. The Martin Center's website features an article that compares the spread of educational DEI efforts to an academic cancer. I think an academic cancer wouldn't be the, those would not be the words that I would use. Um, I would say that they are, you know, good intentions gone awry. She believes DEI efforts can threaten academic freedom. I think that there are problems when DEI efforts collide with academic freedom concerns. And so I'm concerned especially about schools that require 
candidates for jobs or students on their applications to submit DEI statements, um, because I think that those have been used as kind of a political litmus test. When asked if she ever speaks directly to the minority students that DEI efforts are meant to protect, she states the following. I don't do a lot of direct um, outreach with students. When I do, it's pretty ad hoc. And I haven't, you know, I haven't tried to reach out to any particular communities on campus. Uh, most of my work is with policymakers and with media rather than with students. James, however, is squarely focused on improving the students' experience. He places their sense of belonging at the center of his work. For me, belonging is the ultimate goal. Everyone needs to feel like they belong, so I think that's something that we can find common ground on. With his new position, James hopes to help both schools find the space and mutual understanding to forge a sense of belonging for all. You can hear more from myself and all of our other Carolina Connection reporters on our website at carolinaconnection.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Denise Stroud, and thanks for listening.